0: Yesterday was an incredible, incredible day. Our men gathered here. We had uh, over a hundred, almost I think almost two hundred men in these seats yesterday. Many of you guys were here for it. It was a crazy good day, unbelievable day. As we hosted locker room here at our church, we had men from Texas, Arkansas, Kansas, Oklahoma City, all over the state of Oklahoma show up yesterday. What an honor it was for us to host that event. And today, um, we have the honor and the privilege of hearing from the guys who kind of helped co-found this, and I want to ask them to come right now. It's Josh Wilkins and Mark Martinez, so give them a hand as they come to the stage. So as they're coming and they're getting ready, let me just mention this. Ladies, uh, your weekend is next weekend okay? And you can still get registered. Uh, It's a morning with Carrie Eaton and after the service right out there. I believe today is the final day for you to get signed up. You can sign up all day today online. So if you don't do it after the service, anytime online, you can do that. But your event, ladies, is this coming Saturday. Go ahead and have a seat there, guys. Uh, So Mark and Josh uh, started Locker Room how long ago? Did this... This has not been a conference that's been going on for a long time. How long ago did you guys start this?
1: Yeah, I think the conference itself started uh, about September of last year, but we had been working with the men in our group, and looking back, we were building towards the locker room conference and didn't realize it, but the official launch was September of last year.
0: Okay, so let's, let's back this up a little bit, because I think 99% of the people who are here have no clue who you guys are. Um, and I didn't know who you were just a few months ago. Give us kind of a brief background. Where, what's your background, and how did this whole thing get ramped up and get to where we are now? Where are you guys from? Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So I'm originally from Louisiana, New Orleans Saints fan. Where's Buddy? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, born and raised in New Orleans, uh, spent some time in Ohio, then eventually into spent some time in Oklahoma, graduated from SNU over in Bethany, then um, moved to Kansas City and started attending the church there. Josh and I get the privilege of working together with Larry and uh, Fred, who's here as well, uh, and Jonna. And we've been doing that for about the last 18 years working together. So the culmination of uh, our relationships and who I am date back to Louisiana through a couple of other states. So
2: your story, Josh. It's brief um, first of all, the crowd is so much better to look at today with uh, <laughs> it's, it's just the truth um, i'm i'm nothing i'm, I'm a uh, grew up on a farm out <clears throat> in central Kansas uh, was a wannabe basketball player uh, that i I crammed four years of college into six because I was chasing a dream of trying to play in the league that never should have existed in the first place. So I played a couple years of junior college in Kansas and I actually played out in Alva, uh, in Oklahoma. And then, uh, my dad came and had a hard conversation with me about you need to grow up. And so I, I finished up at Kansas state and, uh, you know, about, <laughs> about 20 years ago, God changed my life because I walked into, uh, the office at Johnson controls. That's where we work. And, uh, I met this, I was fresh out of college, and I knew everything. I knew everything. <laughs> I knew more than everything. And uh, I walk in, and they had hired this new sales guy uh, named Mark Martinez. <laughs> and God married us together that day in a healthy way. So, <laughs> and uh, I, I, I'm just, just because I, I miss him, I've got... Uh, I have four kids, uh, and the last three are triplets—little uh, boys—and I'm really home, anxious to get home and see them. They'll be turning four next month. So, one, one of the things I want us
0: to talk about today, because I think this is good for men and women alike, is this idea of purpose. Um, because neither one of you have gone to Bible college or um, gotten a master' of divinity, had this, you know, call from the Lord that you are to go into full time ministry. Um, you're, you're somebody who comes and is in the seats and a, a vital part of the local church. How did you get from the seat to here? And I, that's a long journey, but how would you sum that up for the men and women who are like saying, I'm never going to go into full-time ministry. So I'm not the preacher and I'm not the missionary, but does God have a purpose for me, outside
2: of that, what was this
0: journey like for you guys?
2: Well, first of all, and I know what you're saying, but I, you are all in full-time ministry. You are. And and we, so Mark and I, um, we just, we traveled together for so long. We've lived together for 20 years because we're on the road, and and you can only talk about work so long. And I really see, as I look back, I know that God was putting stuff in our life that, we got tired of seeing passivity in ourselves, in the people that we worked with, except you, Fred, um, <laughs> and, 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 and just in men in general and in, and in the church. And, and Mark had a, a, a class that he was teaching in our church, uh, and I got involved in it, and it just started to grow. And we started to just speak our minds, speaking the words that God gave us, and we saw this this, this incredible outpouring of men that started to come together and be like, man, I got, I got the same garbage that that guy had, and I never would have dreamed that that guy had it, because he's got it all together.
0: So you guys are, okay, so you are on the road together, you're traveling together, now you're in church together, so you, you're rubbing shoulders in church and on the road as work together. Um, what's this class you're teaching? What, do you, what is that? What is this you're talking about?
1: Yeah, so let me back up a little bit, if I can. I want to go back to your original question. Um, what really propelled me to step outside of of my comfort zone um, was when I looked at the men and the lack of intentional living that was in their lives. I mean, I literally became frustrated when I would talk to guys and they would say, I want to do better, I want to do better, I'm struggling in my marriage, but yet when I talk to them two weeks after that, they're still fussing with their wives, right? And I get it. I've had times I've disagreed with my wife, but I got so frustrated with that I just I got to a point I couldn't handle it anymore, right? And so, I also would look at dads, you know, who wanted to be better dads, and I would challenge myself at the same time. And I didn't see them loving their kids. I didn't see them kissing their kids. I'm not saying that they don't love their kids, but it just got to the point I just got so frustrated. So I started having a class at our church. The first class was dads and daughters. I love my boys. Kate is here today, but I'm telling you. Um, my daughter, when I think about the gift God gave me with her and how I'm to shepherd her and how I will set the stage, and this is for you dads, and you notice know I set the stage for the rest of her life. And she has to own that, I get that. I, my first class was dads and daughters. So from there, I went to dads and daughters, dads and sons. And then, guys said, It's good for my daughter, my son. I'm struggling in my marriage. We did a class, dads, basically marriage. And then guys like, but what about me? And that's how the locker room started. Mm. Guys like, I can't be a better dad. I can't be a better uh, husband because I'm broke because I got all this baggage in my locker that I had. So that was the genesis, if you will, individual aspects of being a man. And then the men came back and said, I'm having a problem. Then the women came back to me and said two things. Number one, what are you teaching my husband? Literally, I'm, no, I'm serious. I've had women that would come to me in church like, you know, what are you, what are you doing? You know? And it, it would be like, he's different. We've been married for 40 years. He's different. And I would say it wasn't anything I was doing. The Holy Spirit put me in a spot. Men finally became vulnerable, and their marriages, their relationships, and life is changing.
0: So as you guys talk about this and we think about, you know, what, is, what does God have for me? Like, does he really have something he could do for me? And does he... How big does God blow it up? Because where these guys are at right now, with starting this locker room conference, they have no idea. This thing could go global, it could go regional, or it could be just a few things they do locally. They have have no idea. So a couple things that I picked up on that you're talking about I think is so important for people to hear. Number one is time. 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 We all want to know today. You're all hoping that by something they're going to say, by the end of this service, you're going to know your God-given purpose. And, and, and that might happen, but the chances are it's probably not. It's going to take time. Okay, the second thing I see that you guys said was relationship. You were in, God uniquely introduced you to each other bigger than the workplace And then the third thing that I heard you say was you were frustrated and you were angry and upset about something. Uh, What I call that and what Pastor Bill Hybels would call that is a holy discontent. We do something called Core Cause online where you can learn your holy discontent. What is it that makes you angry that makes nobody else angry? What is the injustice in the world? What's wrong in the world that keeps you up at night that doesn't keep other people up at night? Because what is birthed in you isn't necessarily birthed in the other men here. God has something else, that he's birthing in them. So let me ask you this. How, so as we talk about purpose, and we're doing this series called Relasting Ships and having re- relationships that last, how does purpose uh, affect the family? Um, let's talk from men's, men's perspective. How does purpose affect my relationship with my wife? How does it affect my children? Is purpose really a part of relationship? Speak to that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I can't imagine not trying to define my purpose that's not tied to my family. Because it's, it's 100% of who I am and what I do. So the family and my role is, I mean, Josh does a great job through his teachings about how Adam stepped back and allowed Eve To basically sin. And the way you you visualize that, Adam stepped back. And, and and, And my purpose is not to step back. Because when I step back, I've opened the door for the enemy, for everybody in my family, for generations. I mean, I truly believe what I'm here to do today is to change the arc of my family's generational tree. So that boy doesn't come into the room like I did with my dad, and my dad said, here's my box. And You guys know what I'm talking about. It was his box of stuff. And so the, my purpose is not to give him his box and then to take Josh and make sure that whatever God's called me to do in my extended family, outside of the ones that are in my DNA, that I have a purpose for them as well. And each of you guys have that. You have, I mean, I saw this the other day with the guys that were up here, Buddy, Wes, and Danny. Those guys have a purpose. They understand what their role is. We're all striving to get better at that.
0: Josh, let me ask you, you. You spoke to this a little bit yesterday. I don't even know that you know you spoke to this. But you talked about your dad a lot. Uh, and obviously he had a major impact on your life, whether that was for all good or some bad or whatever that might be. talk uh, Talk about that, about a man having a purpose and the effect that has on a son or a,
2: a daughter? <clears throat> I don't think you, you can't measure the impact a dad has on his son. Every man in here, every man in here has a daddy issue. Daddy wasn't home. Daddy was home and he was bad. Daddy was home and he was good. My guess is we all kind of fall somewhere in between, Okay. But I know as a 41-year-old man who's out on his own, I still crave and want my dad's approval. Dad, just tell me that you're proud. And you see me up here crying like a little baby in front of you talking about my dad. So what does that mean? What does that, guys, think about what that means to your family if I can't stand up here and not cry when I talk about my dad. Because that's the impact, whether you know it or not, that's what we have on our families. And I have these little kids, and I look at them, and I pray over them. And I'm just like, God, I don't know. Look, any, the people that know me in here, they know I ain't perfect. I'm so far from it. But I just pray every day, God, please help me to put these boys on the right path. I've got a little girl. I, I, I shared yesterday, I was divorced at a young age. I've got a little girl. She's 15. I don't get to be in her life all the time. And I just pray that God will stand in the gap for me because I can't be there. Dad, you know, look, women, we love you so much. You're, and, and that's, you guys, you, you are the backbone of our families. But the world is hurting because men are passive and we are not stepping up and assuming the mantle of servant leadership. We ain't managers and we ain't bosses. I talked yesterday about we need to have mud on our boots we need to get in the trenches with our families and serve. And I want my little boys to see me serve their mom and to love her, not just all with my words, but they'll see it in how I act toward her. I would just encourage all of you that got those kids in the home right now. Man, trust me. I don't do it right all the time. But, man, treat your wife because your kids are watching, and that's what they're going to model, and that's what they're going to expect when they get bigger. I want to... I
1: I want to go back if I can. Your question was to to, to the men. I want to, if the women would allow me to speak to them too as well. I told you the first class I taught was dads and daughters. I married a lovely woman for 23 years we've been married. But her dad hurt her. And I'm not talking physically, emotionally. And she married a man who didn't understand that I was marrying a woman Whose dad physically wasn't there for her. My wife was a Christian, a much stronger Christian when we married than I was. And I realized I had to then be not her dad in a genetic perspective, but she looked to me to affirm her in those areas of her life that only a father could. And I struggled with that the first couple of years trying to figure out. I remember telling Tracy, I'm not your daddy. And what she was telling me as she was crying out to me saying, but I need you to figure out how to be this daddy figure that I never had, even though you're my husband. And so, listen, guys, and if your wife and your dad was, the women, if your dad was there every day, great. But I would suspect just by the number of women here, the majority of you, your dad wasn't. And I've seen it play out in marriages that the 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 woman, and, and I tell Tracy all the time, I'm not your girlfriend. I Man, I'm really not, because I don't know how to be her girlfriend. But, but he's my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna go there. <laughs> Our wives know that. But anyway, so listen. No, 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 sir, sir, sir. So, and for those of you that are married, and you're looking at your wife, and your wife is broken. I would challenge you to say, did God put me in a spot that I married a woman whose earthly dad let her down? And the impact of that is playing out in my marriage day in and day out. I'm not telling you to try to go be her dad. I'm just telling you she's hurting. So when she tries to tell you, I need your attention, I'm crying out, give her a hug, affirm her, and close
2: your mouth. And then pray for her. Just real quick, if it's okay, I I don't get a chance to speak to groups of women, um, and I think that's by design from God. But um, if
0: you would have been here yesterday, you would know that. Yeah. So.
2: (laughs) so, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That was a really good. Yeah. No. (laughs) don't tempt me now I think the men in here I hope would tell the wives and the women in here that I was on the men yesterday frankly I think I was hard on you at times and and I told them yesterday I'm kind of yelling at me when I'm yelling at them so I say that because I want the women to to hear this and hopefully you'll, you'll accept it with love and you'll put it into practice women please affirm your men whether they deserve it or not, because I got news for you. God affirms you even though you ain't perfect either. And I can't tell you how important, I just got done telling you how important it is for a man and his his dad, it's times 10 with you. And whether he acts like it or not, because we are chumps sometimes, I get that. Women, we need your affirmation. We crave your respect. And I would encourage you that if he's not even doing things that are worth respect, respect him and just know that you're respecting God by doing it. And watch the change in your man. Watch the change in your man as he starts to be affirmed and he starts to feel worth from the person that whether, again, you believe it or not, you are so important to him. That's how we're programmed. I don't understand it, but I know that God put it in our DNA. I'm a a blessed man because my wife, she does. And I've seen the blessing in my life because of it.
0: Yeah, I think that is absolutely such a good word for you, you ladies today. Uh, man, I know I need that uh, in that I can have people all day long tell me, oh, man, Brad, you're, man, you're, just, you're a good pastor. Or, man, just the way you deliver the word that's really spoke to me or well, yada, yada, yada. But then when my wife... Uh, and to be honest with you, man, I, I mean, I love that. You give it to me all day long. Come on, bring it. I'll take it. Um, right. But, I, but it washes off of me. But when my wife, whatever her words are to me, stick. Yep. They just stick. And so there are times that I feel like the crappiest dad on the planet. I feel like I've got four kids and I feel like I've just screwed up all four of them. I thought maybe surely the the batting percentage is in my favor with four of them. I could get one right. But I, at times I just feel like I'm, I just, I'm just terrible. And I've just looked back. I'm like, man, I've not done anything good. And then God will use my wife to step in and out of nowhere, she'll just say, Hey, you're such a great dad. And this is what I love about what you do for the way you said this to, to, them, to this child, or to point out something. I mean, it just all of a sudden my shoulders go up, and and I and, I, and it and, and it it's fuel, right? It's fuel. Oh, yeah.
2: That's all you need is one drop, and it will last. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a. While you get, I'm
1: gonna say at the same time, <laughs> do everything these guys said, but hold us accountable. Hold us accountable. So you got to balance that, right? Hold us accountable. If we say we're trying to be this type of man, and you see we're not even trying to be that type of man we told you we we're going to be, don't accept it. I mean, I love Tracy, but Tracy will let me know when I'm falling short, and she'll do it right before she prayed about me. So you you, you got no. Listen, you you got to balance. You got to balance that. But don't at the same time realize that check us when we're not doing what we said we were going to do in our life, taking care of our health, in our marriage, in our kids,
0: you name it. Okay, so I want to wrap this by talking again about, all day. Pur- about purpose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when it comes to purpose, I want to make sure that we're being really clear that we're talking about your God-given Purpose, okay, because we can think that well, my purpose is uh, to go to work put the food on the table, and so man i i 'm never home and, and I 'm out doing this and all that but i I'm, I'm fulfilling my purpose in life, and the world has one purpose for you as a father and as a mother and as a an adult or as a student. God has a purpose for each one of us, but it's it's tied to him, and that purpose could very well be the very work you go to every single day. That's part of your purpose. That's part of who you are and what you do. So I want you guys to speak to, just briefly, I'm going to, and you may want to write this down. I'm going to give you five quick ways that you can begin to discover your purpose, okay? Like, how do I figure out, how do I hear from God? How many of you would love to hear God speak to you, okay? Okay. How many of you ever struggle hearing God's voice? Okay, look around for that. Put your hands up. Okay, I want you to look around for the people whose hand is down, and we're going to talk to them after the service (laughs) because they obviously know what we need to do. I'll give you five quick things, okay? All right, these five. And briefly, and then I want to ask you guys to speak to just one of them. Just speak to it briefly. Of might be one you struggle with or one that God has used in your life to help you with your purpose. Number one is prayer. Am I praying? Have I carved out a time other than in the shower, in my car, or while, you know, while I'm going down the hall at work or school, am I carving out a consistent time of prayer where I'm alone with God? If you're not, you're never going to know your purpose. Am I in the Word of God? Have I carved out time other than Sunday morning or the core group I'm in? If that's the only time you're ever hearing the Word of God, you will never know the purpose of God. You just won't. You gotta have a consistent time because guess what? When you open up your Bible, that's God's word. He's speaking, it's active, and you read it, and oh look, he's telling me this is what he's telling me right here. This is his purpose for me today. So you're gonna do that through prayer, the word of God. You're gonna do that through friends. Do you have a circle? I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Rows are great, circles are better. Do you have this? Do you have this kind of relationship where somebody is spurring you on, where you can talk and bounce ideas off of them and go, i got this crazy idea for this locker room idea and doing this conference. Am I, am I on crack? What's going on? You know, and yeah, yeah, you're on crack. You're totally on crack. But I'm on crack but too, so good let's stuff. go. Let's do this. It's, <laughs> it's Jesus crack, man. It's Jesus it's crack. Let's go. It's free. Yeah, So, but God uses that, uses that relationship. Another thing God uses is preaching. He uses preaching. When you show up on a Sunday morning and you hear the word of God proclaimed and something hits you, guess what? That's not me, that's not him, and that's not him. It's God speaking. That's how God has chosen. That's He's chosen men and women to be his mouthpiece. And so when you show up on a Sunday morning, you're like, huh, that's what I heard. That's God speaking to you. And the last one I'd say is this, number five, is the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit talking to your spirit. Just just confirming it in you. Just you have this, this nudge, this inner desire within you to do something or to make a change. So guys, which one of those five, just speak to it just briefly, would you say is either your struggle or this is one that really helps you in discovering that?
1: You know, prior to the, what you said, I was going to talk about get out of rows, get in the circles, but I'm going to hit the Holy Spirit aspect because I think that's what I'm feeling now. I think it's the Holy Spirit's laying on me encouragement, wisdom, and discernment, what to do. And also, at the same time, very clearly telling me what not to do. And then helping me understand the consequences of that decision. So, I would say to the men that were here yesterday that came to the conference the Holy Spirit t- spoke to you yesterday. Right. He doesn't just speak here, He spoke to you. Mm-hmm. And I challenge you guys to find one thing you were going to do to be different. I see guys shaking their head now. I think the Holy Spirit would tell you this morning go tell your wife what you said you wanted to be more
2: intentional about. Mm. That's good. All right, Joshua, would you speak to? I'm great at all five of those. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm very humble. Um, Look, five days out of the seven in the week, I wake up, and I would rather get kicked in the face than read the word. But I do. I say that because if you want to be in shape, if you want to be Steph Curry and hit 40-foot jumpers at the buzzer,
0: you're in Oklahoma.
2: (laughs) I'm
0: a Laker fan. Keep preaching, my friend. Keep preaching. Bring it. Hey,
2: the truth is the truth. If you want to do that, you're kidding yourself if you don't practice. You're you're kidding yourself. Please don't talk to me about being good. Please don't talk to me about what you want to do if you're not willing to put the time in because that's what it's about. And the word is what tells you. See, and I've got something here, Pastor. I I have to. The, The word tells you who you are. The word tells you what God says about you. The word gives you the power and authority because it, becomes, it comes inside of you. And now you start to see when the challenges of life come against you, you don't see them as what, what the world would tell you they are. You see them as opportunities for God's power and ability to come through you. We had the opportunity. <laughs> when I think about the stories that I heard yesterday and the people that I talked to and the men that came up to me, and God bless every one of you that came up to me. Amen. And then we go last night, and, buddy... Listen to my brother tell his wife about what he saw on the phone last night. It's the most humbling thing I've ever seen. But let me tell you something, and I believe that the God has given Core Church this word, and this is why it's important to read the Bible, otherwise I wouldn't know what to tell you. And it's Psalms 2.8. And he says, "'Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession.'" Are you asking God, court church, to pay your electric bill? Or are you asking him to bless you abundantly because it is your inheritance? It is winning time. It is winning time. It's not just get by time anymore. Amen. Bondage is broken. If you accepted Christ, then the bondage is broken. And I know that you have to walk that out. I get it. But where is your vision? What Do you see your purpose in life? Your purpose is not just to pay your bills and to get by and get into heaven. The inheritance the nations of the earth, and that's today. I know we're storing up treasure in heaven, but folks, God has blessings for us right now on this earth, right now. And I'm asking you, what are you doing now? Do you not see how God sees you? You won't unless you get in here and you read the word. One more time, ask of me. You have not because you ask not. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations of the earth. I want my own island. I will have it. And you've got to read the word.
0: That's so good. That's so good. Hey,
2: will you give these guys
0: a hand? Thank you guys so much. God bless you, man. That's awesome.
1: Just real quick, Pastor. So this is Cade. He's my oldest son. He's seven. No, Nine. No. nine, nine. His brother. <laughs>
0: his, Said the leader <laughs> of the locker room, doesn't even know his kid's age. His brother, his brother's seven. So listen,
1: one of the things that drives me, you talked about this, is having something that motivates me. You guys all have a Cade, whether it's Cade, your kid or something. So when you're challenged, think about what gets you up to do the right thing. And this is what does it for me. And his seven-year-old brother.
0: Amen. All right. God bless you guys. Just bow your heads. I want to pray over you. Father, in this moment, uh, there are men and women all across this room. I want to know their purpose. They want to be good dads. They want to be good moms. Beyond that, we just want to be a good kid to you. You are our heavenly Father. I want to ask you today if you're a follower of Jesus. And you say, "Man, I've got some things I need to surrender." I need to, I, God has identified some things I need to surrender in order to embrace my God-given purpose. Or maybe there is not just an area, maybe for you today it's like, "I am tired of chasing the world. I'm tired of all my failure after failure." And as a follower of Jesus, I am ready to consecrate myself wholly to him. I want to fully surrender my entire life over to him today. I want to be able to pray over you. Would you raise your hand if you've identified an area, or today you want to fully surrender? Put your hands up all over you, on the sides, the back, the middle. God, you see every hand. You see these men and women who desire to have your purposes and plans come forth in their life. And I pray in this moment, whatever they're surrendering, they would just wholly and completely give it over to you. For those who are saying, take all of me, God, all of me. God, would you crucify the desires, the temptations, and the struggles of the sin nature. Crucify them on your cross. Come alive in them by the power of your Holy Spirit. Every head bowed? If you're new to Core Church, we believe in the power of Jesus Christ to change a life. We, as followers of Jesus, believe that his son did come, he did die, so that we could have a second chance at life. He's the God of the second chances. And I want to tell you, if you want to discover why you're on this planet, if you want to be a great mom, if you want to be a great dad, if you want to be a great coworker, you want to be a great student at school, you want to be a great friend, it all starts with a relationship with Jesus Christ. So for you today, that if you're not a follower of Jesus, but today you say, I want what those guys have. That begins by stepping across that line and saying, I want to be a follower of Jesus. I want to confess my sin to him. I don't understand everything about Jesus, but I want him to come into my life. I want him to take residence up in me, and I want to begin to follow after him. Or maybe today... You've just been away from him for a long, long, long time. You need to come home. You're the prodigal. You're tired of the pig pen and you're tired of where your life took you, and you're like, man, I got to get back to Jesus. I got to get right with him. Every head bowed. I want to know how to pray for you today. If that's you, would you just raise your hand right now? Just put your hand up. I'm making a commitment to follow Jesus today. Yeah, I'm coming back to him on the sides, in the back, over here on the side, in the back, over here. Father, for those who are in this moment surrendering to you for the first time, those who say, man, I I, I need you, Jesus. I don't understand everything about you, but I do believe. I do believe you are the son of God and I need you to forgive my sin and I confess that to you that I'm jacked up and I'm messed up and I need you to come take residence in me and I thank you that you do that and I take myself and I give myself over to you now. Come take residence in me. Shape me and mold me into your son or your daughter. For those, God, who have been away from you for a long time, I pray who the devil's been beating them up and telling them you're no good and you're sin and you're shame and Jesus won't take you back. I pray today that they recognize and they see Jesus is taking me back. My Father is taking me back and I can run back to him. I can embrace him. And he says, I, <laughs> you are my son, you are my daughter, and you are highly favored. And I am pleased with you give you all glory and all praise in Jesus' name. And all God's people said amen. Let's give God a big hand clap for what he's done today.